Hello. Hello, bitches. And welcome to Killer Crime and Sister Time. I'm hey. Sydney. Well, I almost said I'm Sydney for some reason. I am not Sydney. You are not Sydney. That is true. I'm Liberty. Zag, are you joking? I'm sorry. My dog's being very destructive right now. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> He's just chewing on literally everything. Oh like, my god. That's... Zag, are you joking? He's literally everything he was laying down and everything on his way down to the ground he chewed on there was this lady at this boba shop that was out today and she was like oh my dog likes to nibble and this fucking dog puts his whole hand in my mouth his whole mouth on my hand and I was like great and it was like love bites it was like like ah like it wasn't hard but I was like bitch this isn't a nibble like he's biting me my whole hand is in his mouth that's not true (laughs) but yeah um how have you been good I've just been um I passed the bar exam um so I've just been like a whirlwind of like you know getting everything ready so that I can take the oath and everything tomorrow so you're gonna make like big girl money now I mean, yeah, I've been working at my big girl job for, like, a month now. Um, Does your pay go up at all now that you passed the bar or now? Now you're just, like... No, but it will in, like, four months when they do, um, like, a... What's evaluation. Yeah, like, evaluation. and Yeah, so that's pretty exciting. I did the thing. I'm pretty excited. I was... I was so nervous for like months after that and I'm just really excited that I did it. I'm very excited for you, Ho. Thank you. Um, and then yeah, Will turns 25. Not yeah, next week. Yeah. So you're so old, Will. Yes. So we celebrated his birthday this past weekend. Um, and that was pretty fun. How old are you? I'm 25. Oh, you're old too. I'm not old. I'm 17. <laughs> and, I'm a month, and I'm a month into fucking college. If I go to FTX, I think it's like the first week of October. I think I'd have to have mom and dad sign a permission slip. Oh, that's so cute. I'm camping. <laughs> I love it. I love it. You're so cute with your permission slip. <laughs> I'm dull. I'm dull. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. I've just been really busy. Um, yeah, just life's just been. It's just been really busy. Um, yeah, I join. I'm in. You know, I'm in a sorority. You guys know that already. Um, I met this girl I who I love, and she's obsessed with true crime. So I hope she's listening. If you are, love you. Um, all of like my like mentors like in the house right now we're all like best friends like that's really cool it's been like nice to like hang out with all them and I'm really excited to see who my big is which I will find out next week (laughs) love that for you I know so yeah I'm really excited I'm having a movie night with some older girls on Friday so I'm really excited to get to stay in especially because I'll be doing a four and a half mile ruck Friday at 5 30 in the morning so I think first formation is literally at like 5.15, so I'm going to kill myself. Have fun with that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, can't wait. But yeah, everything's been going really good. I just kind of want to like, I don't know. 
I hate going to PT and like not matching the other people. Like I kind of just want to like contract just so I can get like the uniform. I mean, you can go buy PTs, but no, that's I heard that's weird. <laughs> I, I asked around. Don't worry, it's weird. Is it? No, you do it, and you're listening, but like it's weird. <laughs> They're like, why pay for it when we'll literally just give it to you? That's true. And I was like, I was like, you're right, but I can't. I have a hard time working out in shorts because my legs rub and I makes my stretch marks like scar. And it's been hurting really bad, so I've been having to work out in joggers a lot, which is fine. It's just my joggers are starting to pill because I'm running in them. Right. So I need like the like the wind beater gear kind of pants. So I'm trying to find some of those that are good and not a hundred dollars. please send my way (laughs) willing to take suggestions thank you my instagram is at liberty first just please Mm -hmm. fucking tell me because i'm broke and i need them but i get i bet if i told mom it was for rossi she'd pay for it but yeah probably yeah mom and dad would oh guys i also got my nose pierced sorry i looked at your nose piercing and remembered (laughs) i love it 12 out of 10 Thank you. I can't wait to get the hoop in. Oh my gosh, it's so awesome. Oh my god, I got the worst bloody nose in a frat last week. So bad. So I was itching my nose. Oh, bless you. I was itching my nose and I scraped the stud in my nose up the wall of it. Oh, I'm also wearing white pants. Keep in fucking mind. I destroyed them. <laughs> so I run to this frat bathroom. If you know anything about frat bathrooms, you stay the fuck away from them. No, I'm bleeding profusely in this frat bathroom. And just, yeah, it's just fucking rough. And like my nose piercing fell out. My friends are trying to get it back in. All these girls are like, just yelling and they're like oh my god let's go party and i'm like let me get my fucking nose under control <laughs> please stop yelling at me i did but my friends were very helpful so i really appreciated that but yeah so yeah that's my story with the frat bathroom well i guess we got these new pants off sheed i do not support shopping on sheed but for some things like there's just like i like for example, I bought some cute, like, bras and stuff because, like, Victoria's Secret's way too expensive for something that, like, because sometimes my titty size fluctuates. So, like, I'd rather just buy, like, a $10 set off, like, Shein just so I could, like, like, if it fluctuates, I can just throw it away and not feel, like, guilty because I spent $100 on this set. So, like, right. for free shipping, I needed to get the pants. So, of course, I got these cute pants. They tie around the waist. They're black. They, like, flare out at the bottom, and I'm super excited cute love that for you i need to go shopping um so. i just got a really cute dress today too yeah so I was downtown pullman and i went to that boutique flirt yeah no offense to the girls there if you're listening you probably aren't but like they were being like hella annoying they were like oh my god do we gotta be pair of heels that oh my god do we gotta be pair of jeans and i'm like can you get the fuck out of my ass let me shop <laughs> they're trying to upsell you i know they are but i was like no and yeah i was like please get away from me please leave me alone kidding please leave me alone but yeah my friends and i went to Coeur d'Alene. love that for you it was fun but we're like walking downtown trying to find this silver shop also look at this cute ring i got from a silver shop you love it is on it and shit uh, it's real silver no might be silver plated i'm not sure anyway 
probably silver plated. Um, she was very nice. Lady, like buys all the rings. She knows what goes into them. She has a book of all the materials. Blah blah blah. She's amazing. Yeah. We're walking down in downtown Corlade, and what I thought was a 9-11 memorial drive-through because we were there on 9-11 um, turned quickly into a Trump rally. And so I'm walking down the streets of Corlade and I see all these people with like American flags and I'm like, oh, that's really sweet. You know, like paying tribute, a little ride-through. I love it. And then all of a sudden it turns into don't tread on me Confederate flags. And I'm like, Stop. So my friend, who just happens to speak a little louder, goes, that's racist. And this old lady sticks her head out of this random fucking shop and goes, that's racist. Like, get your fucking back straight. And she looked at her and was like, know your fucking history. And then, like, called her a dumb cunt and we walked away. And I was like, oh, my God. I was like, we need to get the fuck out of this town. I was like, hey, guys. I didn't say anything. I was like, hey, guys, we're going to keep walking. And we're not going to talk to any more old white people. Yeah. So we got to go. We got to go. We need to get out of here. We need to get out of Trump land. Um, but, yeah. yeah and I, my friend yeah and my friend is uh pansexual and i look at her and i'm like this feels very homophobic like this whole <laughs> fucking experience <laughs> it's like, this feels like a hate crime. <laughs> um we were in wisconsin to visit will's family and there was like a parade and i was like oh fun cute and then someone drove through like with a <laughs> sign on their car and i was like let it go my guy i know, I know. all these like trump flags were like trump 2024 <laughs> and i'm like what like shut the fuck is he even gonna be alive that long that's like that's debatable yeah so like you know fuck <laughs> oh that scared me <laughs> anyway besides the point <laughs> whatever but yeah no it was just like super ridiculous and I was like Ooh, I just feel hate crimed um yeah but for this week our theme was like family murders which I know is like I mean, it's so hard to pick a topic and be like oh my god this is gonna be so cool because like People are dying. Like, it's really fucked. It's not cool. Um, it's not cool. And it's just... And, like, I don't want to say it's, like, interesting because I've been hearing a lot of people on TikTok that, like, are calling out true crime podcasts and they're like, you're idolizing these murderers. And I just genuinely want to put out a statement saying that we're not trying to. Like, this is something that intrigues... Like, the psychology behind it is what intrigues me, the motive. And it's just terrible that people have to be caught in the crossfire for us to figure out these like psychological things but like and also I think that knowing warning signs and patterns is really good at keeping people safe so I don't think anyone's ever trying to idolize a murder I mean there are those weird bitches who are in love with Ted Bundy but I don't think anyone's ever trying to idolize a murderer right exactly you know like women do this all the time trying to and you if you notice like it's a lot of women who love true crime and it's because you're trying to stay alive because right I feel like we idolize the thing we're most scared not even idolize sorry I feel like we look into what we're most scared of just because like and it just happens to be bad no offense <laughs> well, a lot of times you know like women are the victims or survivors of right. violent crime 
so perpetrated by men so you just like to be aware yeah i just like to know how to stay alive yeah so i just wanted to put that out there that we're not trying to idolize anyone like i just this stuff is just I like looking into it and it just, you know, learning the history and being able to appreciate the victims and like, you know, give and give credit to them. Like, I feel like Cindy, you do a lot better of a job of that than I do. Like <laughs> way better. And I just, yeah. So I just, you know, I just don't think that's what we're trying to do. And I just want to kind of put that out there because I've been seeing a lot of people be like, oh, all these true crime white women. And I'm like, you know, I understand I'm white. That kind of sucks. But like, you know, <laughs> It's what it's okay. It's what it is. Um, <laughs> I'm trying my best. <laughs> you only have so much to work with. Thank you. Exactly. No, I'm just kidding. But um, yeah, you know, like I'm just not. I'm not trying to be like, oh, put all these people in the spotlight that don't deserve it. I just, it's just something that Sydney and I just like to talk about. So we just thought we'd, you know, put it out there. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So I decided I was going first today before I even talked to Sydney, just because like I need to go first. Um, this shit's fucking crazy. Like I, uh, yeah, I just I don't know. I don't want to sound too excited about it. So <laughs> Ronald Gene Simmons was born. This is who I'm talking about today. So I'm gonna probably call him Ronald or Simmons. Most of the story. I'm not gonna say his whole fucking name. So like Ronald or Simmons is the same person. Ronald Gene Simmons. Okay. So he was born July fifteenth, nineteen forty. Um, there was some stuff on his parents, but like the murder part of this is so fucking long that I literally like. I'm gonna. I'm still gonna have to read some from the uh, page I found it from because like I didn't have time to write this all down, just because like. I, I knew we had to record soon and I wanted to get this episode out. So, like, I'll be reading some of this from the website. Okay. But most of it is from my own notes. So, Ronald Gene Simmons, born July 15th, 1940. Um, and then we kind of skip forward in his life. That was just, like, when he was born. So, on September 15th of 1957, he drops out of school and joins the Navy. His first station was Bremerton, Washington, where he met his oh, wife. Becky, Rebecca, that's his first wife. Okay. They married in 1960. So they were together for 18 years and they had seven kids. The timeline kind of confuses me, uh, but they had seven, ow, it's seven kids together. Sorry, I just hit myself. <laughs> in, 63, in 1963, he left the Navy and joined the Air Force actually two years later not sure why um fucking switch around i guess so in the military he earned a bunch of awards and by the time he retired he ended up with the rank of master sergeant um yes so on april 3rd of 1981 ronald was being investigated by um so he started working at this place in got it he was working in New Mexico. So on April 3rd of 1981, he's being investigated by the Department of Human Services in Cloudcraft, New Mexico, for allegations that he had fathered his 17-year-old daughter, Sheila's child. Ew. He had been sexually molesting her, and it was indeed his child. Ew. And um, fearing arrest and being captured, him and his family fled to... Wark, Arkansas. I can't read my own handwriting. 
Um, and this was in late 1981. So early 1981, allegations are floating around. He's like, fuck, I'm going to get caught. So they flee to Arkansas Ooh. first. And then they move down to a 13-acre place in the summer of 83. So they only stay in this one little spot in Arkansas and for, um, for like, two-ish years. And then they move to this, like, 13-acre plot where it's, like, two mobile homes connected and, like, this big-ass family all lives in one place. I don't know. It's kind of weird. Right. So they lived on a 13-acre land. Yeah, like a compound, like a weird, gross sex compound. But, like, he's just sexually abusing them. Okay. I don't hear about any more allegations of him sexually using his other kids, but Sheila is confirmed because that was his child. And I'm also sure just because we didn't have it confirmed that he was probably still doing it to other people. Yeah, well, this gets a lot fucking worse. So, of course, it does. Um, uh, they lived on a 13 acre land and it was called Mockingbird Hill. There was not a lot of explanation behind that, so I'm not sure. Okay. This place had no phone or plumbing and a 10 foot private uh, makeshift privacy fence weird Sus, okay sus as fuck um he had a string of low-paying jobs but got numerous reports of sexual of like bad sexual advances towards women and so like he kept getting like fired from places and it was just like really not his thing so who knows what the fuck made him snap but Shortly before Christmas on 1987, uh, on December 22nd, he kills his first wife, Rebecca, and oldest son, Gene, with a 22 caliber pistol. He shoots them. He then strangles his three-year-old uh, granddaughter, Barbara, and he dumps three bodies into a pit. He forced his children to dig earlier in the week. Oh, which just gets worse. Oh, my God. He waited for others to return. So he waited for the rest of kids and grandkids to return home. Told them he had presents for them, but he needed to give each of them one-on-one. <laughs> Killed Loretta, Eddie, Marianne, and Becky. And held. And he murdered all four of them by holding them underwater in a rain barrel. Oh my God. Their heads. And then, and then we just jump, the timeline jumps to um, midday on December 26th. So four days later, more family arrived for a Christmas visit. He killed his son, Billy, and wife, Renata. Renata was the second wife. So he kills his son, Billy, and wife, Renata. Like at the same time. I'm not sure because why would Renata be coming down? But maybe he was visiting Rebecca, the first wife. He was just visiting for Christmas and then Renata was coming down later or something. Okay. I didn't really understand, but like, it didn't really tell me. Okay. So he kills his son, Billy and, and wife Renata. He shoots them both. Um, strangles his 20 month old son, Trey, T-R-A-E. I'm not sure. Trey. Okay. Strangles yeah. him, kills his daughter, Sheila, who he sexually abused and her husband, he then killed his and Sheila's seven-year-old son. So, yeah. So many, huh? so many things are wrong with that statement. So many things. So, and his 21-month-old grandson. He sits them neat in rows in the lounge, and every corpse is covered with coats except Sheila, and she was covered with Rebecca's best tablecloth, which makes me think he was doing shit to her after he killed her. Yeah, probably. Yeah. 
Um, is there a way that I can like dual screen this bitch? Let me. Probably. Yeah. Okay. Um, bodies of the two grandsons were wrapped in plastic sheeting and left in abandoned cars at the end of the road of the compound. Okay. And after the murders, after all of these people he's just murdered, he went to the local bar and drank and then came home and drank and watched TV in the living room with all the corpses. Ew. Yeah. Um, how do you just hang? I mean, you just murdered people, but how do you just hang out with dead bodies? I don't know. Ooh. I don't know. Neatly lined up. He neatly lined them up. So this is on December 28th. So two days later, he goes down to Russellville, which I'm assuming is still in Arkansas. Right. Walks into a law office and kills the receptionist who he was once infatuated with, but she rejected him. Oh, what the fuck? Yeah, her name was Kathy Kendrick. Um, he went to an oil company office where he shot a man dead named J.D. Chafin and wounded the owner. And then drove to a convenience store where he had worked, shooting and wounding two more people. And afterwards, he went to the office of the motor freight company where he shot and wounded a woman, simply then sat in the office and chatted with one of the secretaries while waiting for the police. When they arrived, he handed over his gun and surrendered without any resistance. That poor secretary was probably terrified. Shooting her fucking pants. So everybody was either murdered by drowning, gunshot, or strangulation. Um, he was charged with 16 counts of murder and sentenced to death and he refused to appeal his death sentence and this is a quote to those who oppose the death penalty in my particular case anything short of death would be cruel and unusual punishment oh my gosh like one yeah so um I I don't know um and on June 25th, 1990, he died by lethal injection. And yeah, he was sentenced to death row. But yeah, it just kept getting worse and fucking worse. Like it literally never got better. Right. Until he died, of course. That's so crazy. 16 counts of murder. He murdered his whole fucking family. Oh. It's just like, for what? You know? I literally wouldn't, it literally doesn't say what set him off. And I think it was the fact that maybe like the sexual abuse thing, like he kept getting fired from so many jobs and then the sexual abuse. And I just, uh, I mean, clearly he was an awful human for like, you know, molesting his daughter, but I just, I know that makes me think, what did he do to people in the military? You know, because he ended as a master sergeant that has to have some sort of authority. Right. Yikes. So, yeah, pretty fucking terrible. So Ronald Gene Simmons can go rot in fucking hell. Yeah, apparently. Um, So my person is Marty Bergen. Oh, I've never heard of this one. I had never heard of it either, but I thought it was really interesting because he was actually, like, kind of famous. So Very excited. Not excited. I'm sorry. (laughs) um martin bergen aka marty bergen was born on october 25th 1971 he was born to michael and ann bergen in north brookfield massachusetts his parents were irish immigrants who arrived shortly after the civil war ended 
Um, his father worked at a local shoe factory and his mother raised um, their six children. Marty was the third of six. So right, right in the middle. Uh-huh. Um, and he began playing baseball as a teenager. Um, and, yeah. He began playing baseball when he was a child. And then as a teenager, sorry, he started playing professional baseball. Uh, Oh, my God. I skipped a line. I am a disaster. (laughs) We are recollecting. Okay. Marty began playing baseball. And then as a teenager, he started playing for a local team, the Brookfields. Got it. Massachusetts, the Brookfields. You get it. I don't get it. (laughs) What? Does Massachusetts have to do with the Brookfields? No, Brookfield, Massachusetts is where he's from. Oh. Anyway. Yes, got it. Now it makes more sense. Okay, okay, good. Um, Marty began playing professional baseball in 1892, um, where he played for the Salem Witches, which I love. I wish that was still a baseball team because how fun. <laughs> Eventually, he began playing with the team in Northampton in 1893. And around this time, he married his wife, Hattie Gaines. The couple married July 11th of 1893. Um, the couple ended up having three children, Martin Jr., Florence, and Joseph. Um, after this, Marty would bounce around to a couple of teams uh league rules and also his temper were big factors in why he bounced around so much right so keep that in mind uh his temper specifically um eventually he was recommended to play for the boston bean eaters and was drafted in 1895 for the 1896 season um while he was on the team marty became one of two catchers um he continued to have a strong but difficult career um while he was with the bean eaters he ended up having to get surgery and he also like had major beef with a lot of his teammates um it was believed that the plan was to trade him for the upcoming 1900 season Uh but as we will see, we don't get that far. Okay. <laughs> I, I got that from the, I, yeah, the premonitions. Yeah. Um, so, like I previously mentioned, Marty had, like, you know, a lot of anger issues and some mental illness. Um, so, like, while his baseball abilities were greatly appreciated on his team, his relationships quickly turned sour. Um In May of 1896, there were already articles discussing how he was sullen, sarcastic, and never associated with the other players, which is, like, really awkward. Right, because you're, like, a team. Yeah, exactly. Um, On a road trip to St. Louis in 1898, he slapped a teammate, and by the end of the year, he had threatened to kill his whole team. Oh, my God. Yeah. By 1899, he was even worse believe it or not Um, he had to have a hip surgery and after that his mental illness just you know kept ramping up um he believed I think it was because like the drugs and stuff that they were painkillers didn't didn't help his mental illness Uh, never does yeah so basically he believed that his enemies were trying to poison him 
Um, on April 24th of that same year, he found out that Martin Jr. had died of diphtheria while he was on the road, like, for a game. Right. And his team told him that he could take as much time as he needed to recover, but he only took two weeks, um, which obviously is not enough time to recover from your child dying. Not at all. Um, He came back worse than ever, obviously, believing... His teammates were joking about the death behind his back, which they, of course, were not. But like, exactly. Um, on July 20th of 1899, he had just gotten off the team's train at the beginning of the road trip. Like he just walked off the train. They oh. were supposed to be going for like a series and he just left. Yep. He just got off the team's train at the beginning. Um, He returned home and claimed he was being mistreated, didn't have time to grieve his family, and was battling injuries. He returned to play a week and a half later. In September, Marty disappeared yet again, this time only for a few days. He returned, put on his catching gear, and played without ever speaking to anyone, which is awkward. Um, On October... Kick him off the team at this point, the fuck? Right? Yeah, I don't I don't know what they were doing. Um, <laughs> their plan was to trade him the next year from the sounds of it, but yeah. On October 9th Oh, what? They probably felt bad. Yeah. On October 9th of 1899, Marty had to be removed from a game when he was dodging pitches instead of catching them. So he's just sitting behind home plate, like, dipping out of the way of the baseball. Right. He claimed that he was busy dodging knife thrusts from an invisible assailant. So he's like, not fucking rails at this point. Yeah. Um, He was seeking assistance from the church and doctors, but he was refusing to take the medicine that was prescribed during this time. So he like knew he needed help, but he wasn't actually working to obtain the help. Exactly. He wasn't trying to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, his erratic and scary behavior made many players uncomfortable, and they said that they wouldn't return to the team if he was on it still. So. Got it. Um, in January of 1900, Marty Bergen was found dead in a murder-suicide. Um, neighbors were shocked, claiming they saw no warning signs, which makes me think, what the fuck, because Bullshit. there were a ton of warning signs, public warning signs, because he was, like, you know, in the public eye as a baseball player, so I don't believe you, but whatever. Whatever. Um, Some said they saw him before it happened, and he was unusually cheerful, and I would just like to say that that is a warning sign. That's, like, the worst warning sign, the fuck? (laughs) Yeah, like, when someone is acting completely different from what their normal personality is, like, that is a warning sign of something right. is um they also mentioned how devoted they thought he was to his wife which i mean may very well be true but i, I don't know that's just something that yeah no yeah. um <laughs> marty had taken an axe to his wife and two children great oh, razor to forcefully cut his own throat um unfortunately his father was coming over to visit and found the bodies oh my god 
Yeah. When they were discovered, it appeared that he had nearly severed his own head. <gasps> which is just... How do you do that to yourself? Like, doesn't your body stop you? You would think. Um, after examining um, accounts of Marty's behavior, Dr. Carl Salzman of Harvard's medical school felt that Marty likely was schizophrenic with manic depression, which... Yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Um, his murders also prevented him from being inducted into the Baseball Hall of Fame and um, from playing against his brother, Bill. Uh-huh. So his brother, Bill, came up, like, I want to say 10 years later into the professional, like, realm. Uh-huh. Or five to 10 years later into the professional realm. And if he had still been alive, um, yeah, he could have played against him. Oh, shit. Yeah. Um, my sources were Ranker.com and Wikipedia and Murderpedia. Mine was Murderpedia and Wikipedia as well. So, yeah. um, I also want to add a caveat to what I said earlier about I said like it helps women prove you know like no warning signs. It helps everyone no warning signs of abuse. Exactly, so, not just yeah. But yeah. Anyway, yeah, that's my story. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty. Yeah both of ours are pretty fucking gross yeah yeah and it's just i mean i don't know about yours so much your guy kind of sounds just pure evil but it's i think it's a you know it's a story that shows you how important your like mental health is oh yeah exactly big fucking exactly sure you take your medication and take care of yourself and make sure you you know Get resources. Don't just tough it out. That never works for anyone. No. For some reason, Americans have a pull yourself up by your bootstraps mindset when, like, in reality, that's how nothing, like, literally nothing gets done. So, like, yeah. you need people. The the times we've gotten the most done in America is when we're all working together. So, Tote. And that's usually after big traumatic events, which I feel like we don't need a big traumatic event to get done as a country. No, you shouldn't. You shouldn't. So just remember that just because America tells you something means we have to do it. Except Will and I, because we're government property. But yeah. Well, you're not government property yet. I'm not government property yet. Basically. Oh my God. Yeah. My fucking medical waiver. They were like, I emailed them back because they finally were like, okay, we'll let you go see a doctor now. And I was like, okay, cool. So I emailed them back and I'm like, hey, can I go to the campus doctor for a car? And they're yeah. like, no, that won't work. I was like, Dick bestie. <laughs> this is gonna be an eight-month fucking process, dickheads. Whatever. Whatever. My case manager hears this. I know it's not your fault, so I'm not mad at you, sir. But <laughs> that's to tell me all the bad news. <laughs> but yeah. <sighs> all right. Well, thanks for listening, you guys. I know. I actually had a lot of fun with that. So we will be on track for next week. I mean, we'll, we try. We will try. I mean, yeah. like, we're just both busy. So we're human. Life life comes at you fast, you know? Exactly. Like, it's not like we're, like, two weeks late again. And that also was because of school and recruitment. So yeah. so it's fine. We're chilling. Yeah, we're only two days late. And I'll actually post on Instagram, like, on time tonight. So <laughs> insane of me, I know. <laughs> yeah i'm doing it um 
so yeah, you can find our episodes on like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, all that jazz. Um, and if you have stories for our listener stories episode or news articles that you think are interesting, um, you can send them to our Instagram DMs um, at Kilogram and Sister Time or to our email um, at Kilogram and Sister Time at gmail.com. Um, follow us on Instagram. And yeah, yeah, that's all I got. Me too. Just, you know, send us your shit. We really like to hear it. Um, I know, I know we don't get a lot because we're not like crazy huge, but I know someone has a story out there. So please send it my fucking way. Yes, please do. I would like to talk about it. So, ditto. Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.